and welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You're here with a breakfast show. I am so happy because it's Friday. Oh, Friday, more like yeah, it. Friday, for serious. <laughs> You're here with a very excited Mon and Taryn. We're stoked because tomorrow is the Sabbath. That's it. It's the freaking weekend. It's time to rest and relax. Oh, love it. Yeah. Um, hey, Taryn. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that it's Friday and we're happy about the Sabbath, what are you grateful for today? Oh, Mon, I am super excited about my friends. I Ooh. love a good friend in my life. Like and one like me. Yeah, one like yeah. you. Yeah. Got a few friends coming over tonight to open Sabbath together. Oh, bless. So, yeah, it'll be fun. It's always good to have like a... A Friday night, a Sabbath yeah. opening, like a Bible study, a little yeah. share some food kind yeah. of session. One of my yeah. friends plays guitar. He'll bring his guitar oh, nice, and I'll play for nice. us, sing yeah. songs. Kumbaya. Yeah, kumbaya. <laughs> I'm <my laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold hands around fire. No, no, no. No, no nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what about you? What are you grateful for this morning, Mon? Yeah, well, I don't know what is going on with my body, but um, I went to the gym yesterday with Shell, our producer, my bestie, and we worked out like crazy women. We did all these different kinds of fang-dangled machines. Mm-hmm. Woke up this morning, because I didn't even stretch. I didn't even stretch. Wow. Woke up this morning fully expecting to be in a world of pain, uh-huh. and I feel nothing. Wow. I feel nothing. You didn't work hard enough. <laughs> Do some uh, weights. It can't be that. <laughs> Do some weights, Mon. <laughs> then you'll feel it. <laughs> Fine. Today, today, I'm going to work out like a whirling dervish. See what happens tomorrow. Because yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but I kind of like the pain the next day. Yeah. It, it makes it, you feel like you've done something. Yeah, hey? exactly. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I'm still sore today from working out two days ago. Yeah. So, so you must have done it right. I, I did something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it doesn't hurt, then you haven't done it right. If you haven't done it right, it was like, what's the point with the whole thing? Exactly. I feel like I wasted my time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I am, I actually am grateful that I have movement today. Yeah. Fully cohesive. That's good. No pain. Able to movement. run to work this morning when yeah. you were late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, I was really late. <laughs> yeah. I was super late, but I still brushed my teeth. I was thinking about you. So I didn't even, I didn't even stop for a shower or wash my hair or nothing, but I thought, you know what? I got to be in that studio all morning with Taryn. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit it with my morning breath. Aww, Let me brush my so teeth. Kind. No, I know. I'm such a <laughs> anyway, stay tuned. We have a great show coming up today. P.S. This is the delayed broadcast. Uh, if you would like to jump across the live show, totally possible for you to do so. You can do it. Uh, we do a live show every single day. Right now it is Friday the 15th, 15th of June uh, that we're recording this. You probably listened to this on Monday or maybe yeah. Tuesday or who knows when you're listening to it. Maybe listen to it in July or August. <laughs> but jump across. It's faithfm.com.au is the website. Just press play on the live stream or you can download the TuneIn app, which you can download for free. Search for Faith FM Australia and just press play. You'll be joining us live. Other days. This is a wonderful song. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. 
rise to life I'm not all on my own I'm not on my own Gone are those days Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM Australia. This is The Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn. Do you know what, Taryn? I'm going to have trouble saying Lyle and Mon when I when here. <laughs> You're going to be so used to saying so Mon and Taryn. saying Taryn and Mon. This, yeah. This is yep. Taryn's, uh, Lyle's not going to be happy when I call him Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a compliment, okay? No, yeah, I'm uh-huh, kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, tell us about the weather, P.S. I will. So Okie dokie. Weather it is. So, the forecast for Friday, 15th of June is Sydney. We are currently at 11 degrees and we're getting to a top of 20 and it is mostly sunny. Melbourne, it's currently 11 degrees as well. Top of 13 today with a shower or two. Brisbane, it's currently 14 with a top of 23 today and sunny. Perth, it's 7 degrees at the moment with a top of 20 degrees and mostly sunny. Adelaide, they're sitting at 10 degrees and a top of 15 today with showers. Hobart, it's currently 9 degrees with a top of 12 with a shower or two clearing later. Canberra, it's at 7 degrees with a top of 11 today with a shower or two and windy. Darwin is sitting at 23 degrees this morning with a top of 32 and mostly sunny. And good old Newcastle where we live is currently 9 degrees with a top of 19 today and fine. All right, ladies, gentlemen, I'm ready. It is time for the last quiz of the week. Oh, I know your brains are sluggish, <laughs> but it's time to kick him into gear. This is a what am I quiz, an object quiz. Woohoo! I haven't seen one of them yet. They're rare, they're quite rare. Rare okay. like hen's teeth, which are also objects. <laughs> Cool, cool. (laughs) That was a terrible pun. I I plead forgiveness. Okay, clue number one. Daniel had a vision where he saw a man who was resisted by the Prince of Persia. This man had one of these made of the finest gold. Hey, I'd like some finest gold in my life. I would not mind. (laughs) I would totally cash that in and buy plane tickets, but I would totally go some of finer gold. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there's there's kind of like two answers to this to this quiz. There's like the old timey name for it, and then there's the modern name for it. And we will take any of the names for it. Give us a call if you think you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number to call. That's exciting. Well, Mon, yes. I have a question for you. Oh, I love a good question, Tara. Mm-hmm. So um, this might come a little bit random out of the blue, but I figure it's kind of almost the middle of the year now. Mm-hmm. So I just want to check in and Uh-oh. ask how your New Year's resolutions have been going. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you even remember what those things are? Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, okay, so my New Year's resolution was to learn how to chop really fast like a chef. Oh, yeah. It hasn't really gotten anywhere. Oh, <laughs> shame. I bought one of those little finger guards, but they're actually more cumbersome than they are useful. Oh. And in the meantime, I'm actually quite scared, scared about chopping my fingers off. I've watched, like, you know, the Jamie Oliver and uh-huh. the... And the, and the um, uh, what's that other guy's name? I've watched their little tutorials on mm. YouTube on how to chop really fast. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yeah. And, um, and, I, and I got a knife. I got a 20 centimetre chef knife. I think it needs to be sharpened. But I, I've realised I don't, 
I don't really chop that much yeah. to begin with. So, yeah, I guess. So, I'm, what's the yeah. point of anyway. Is it just kind of for a fun little party trick sometimes? I just thought, you know, oh, that looks so cool. It would save me time and I'd be <laughs> impressive. Let me learn how to chop fast. Okay. How's your New Year's resolution going? Well, you know. Accountability like, here, folks. Account- that's right. Like, we need some accountability in our lives. This is mm-hmm. good for us. So, I my New Year's resolution was to learn the guitar, right? Ooh. So, uh, like, during the semester, I was actually doing really well. Like, I got mm. my friend who knows guitar to come over and um, bribed him into teaching me some of the guitar. I'm like, hey, I'll feed you. You teach me guitar. Oh, that's a good deal. And uh, he took that out for a while and then he kind of got bored of it because he knew that I'd feed him anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, nah. Anyway, so, like, I started learning the guitar, but I've kind of not done anything over the last two weeks. So, I, I need know. to get back into it. So, this is good accountability right yeah yeah. and in fact dear listener if you need some accountability call us up and tell us what your new year's resolution was and how it's going we are nearing the half halfway through the year mark we're so close i don't think i know anyone who's ever actually achieved their new year's resolution i can't think of anybody that's so sad. Why did you ask, Taryn? Well, I was asking because there is a lady here that I have a story about this morning that actually did achieve her New Year's resolution. No one. way. But she had a pretty radical New Year's resolution. Like, out of all of the New Year's resolutions I've heard, I think the most popular ones are lose weight, stop drinking, uh-huh. stop smoking, yep. that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like ours, like learn the guitar, learn how to chop fast. Mm-hmm. Like, but... This lady, get this, her New Year's resolution was to donate a kidney to save someone's life. What? That was her New Year's resolution. I kid you not. That is incredible. I've never heard of a resolution like that. Neither have I. But that, like, I'm like... Good. I know. (laughs) The fact that she didn't even know anyone who needed one, she was Mm -hmm. just like, do you know what? I'm going to give one up. Yeah. So Jessica um, decided as a 29-year-old to make her New Year's resolution to donate a kidney to save someone's life. So she she told um, this news reporter that she knew that donating a kidney is what she wanted to do. She had no interest in the usual um, resolutions like working out or losing weight or all of that sort of stuff. She wanted to go like to the extreme and just really do something that would save someone's life so um the other week um from well hundreds of miles away there was this guy named morris he was a 29 year old as well um and oh sorry no let me start again his name was david sorry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last name was morris um so his name was david and um he was dying so um he was on the transplant list but he's they like his doctors and stuff said that it was going to take at least 15 years for him to get a kidney wow. that would actually fit him um and so obviously he was super depressed and sad mm-hmm. um 15, and 15 years you might you think to yourself do you know what i'll just okay so let's go through the whole of my life exactly one. exactly like you might might as well almost die in that time because it's so far away um and the lack of life as well that you know he was so sick it just wasn't yeah it was horrible so um he was pretty desperate so he put an ad on craigslist telling people his story and seeing if there was anyone out there who would be willing to donate their kidney wow so I feel like he went to another extreme as well like putting an ad on craigslist like who would even think of that what are the chances 
Exactly. Craigslist being like Gumtree, by Yeah, Gumtree yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So Jessica, she saw the ad and she replied. Um, so she said, I wanted someone who was going to be able to tell me their life struggles, what they went through and how it was going to change them. Also, I wanted to go to someone who needed it the most. Wow. So after um, a few months of testing, the doctors found that Jessica was the perfect match for David. <gasps> and the operation lasted for several hours and they are now both recovering fine. And... Um, when they asked David about what Jessica did for him, he said, I just see her and what she did as a gift from God. Amen. How amazing Amen. is that? It wouldn't it be nice if we all had, like, we, we should have an opportunity to do a mid-year's resolution. Yeah. And try and think to ourselves, how can I be a gift from God to someone else? That's it. And like, I think like that was a pretty extreme thing for Jessica mm-hmm. to do. Like, Absolutely. To donate a kidney. Absolutely. That's insane. Um, but, like, there are things that we can do that mm. aren't as extreme but still, like, have a life-saving effect on people. And the first thing that comes to mind is giving blood. Oh, Have absolutely. you ever given blood? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, and it's just so, like, it's not hard. It's easy to do. And it really does have such a great impact on people's mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And even if you can't give blood, some people can give um, what is it, the, the white plasma? Blood cell, yeah, the white or, blood cells, yeah. that kind of thing. So you, if you actually just go and get tested and see what it is that you can give, mm. um, other doctors will happily tell you, you know, what can what can be uh, beneficial from yeah. your system. So exactly. yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of giving blood. I um. I even have like a t-shirt and it says, am I your type? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and you know, it's so good. It, it is a simple enough thing to do. I mean, so, I mean, I do find it a little bit um, horrific because I hate like blood and needles and gore yeah. and, and stuff and it is uncomfortable, but it's, 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 it's not like it's going to kill me. No. Yeah. Exactly. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely like a wonderful way, like a wonderful mid-year's yeah. resolution. Go out and give some blood give some or blood. donate some plasma That's or something. Yeah. yeah platelets, yeah. whatever they're called. Yeah. Whatever it is. So I just thought that was such a heartwarming story. And the fact that he attributed what she did back to God as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. You know, and I really do think that God was using her to save his life. Definitely a miracle. Yeah. Definitely a miracle. Dear listener, if you have a wonderful story that you want to tell us, some good news, some local good news, something someone in your family did or something that you've done, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We want to hear all about it. And, of course, we also want to hear what your New Year's resolution was, whether or not you've been successful, whether or not you're still working on it, mm. or maybe someone donated a kidney to you and you want to thank them on air. Yeah. Give us a call, either which way, 1-800-324-843. This is Audrey Assad with the song Holy, Holy, Holy. So 
<laughs> Good morning and welcome back to the Faith FM <laughs> breakfast show. If you're wondering why I'm laughing, it's because we have a guest interview coming up in the next segment and our guest is uh, has already arrived and he's doing some sort of interpretive dance in the green room. He was dancing to Audrey Assad. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or maybe he was like doing some sort of wiggly stretching, flailing his arms around. I'm a little bit concerned. If he wants to maintain his dignity, he was stretching, yeah? yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, dearie me. Okay, so I have another clue. Ooh, Are you ready for this, Mon? Tell us. So remember, we just had someone call in. And yes. that was pretty exciting. So if you're listening, this was a what am I question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was one of the things that Jonathan gave to David when making a covenant with him. Oh, so if you know your story of Jonathan and David, then you will know a thing that Jonathan gave to David when he made a covenant with him. So. That's the thing that's happening this morning. If you think you know the answer, give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491-064-669 and we'll send you the prize if you get it right. We also put our clues up ahead of time. We do. So this clue was already on Instagram. So yeah. those who are checking their Insta feeds um, on Faith FM Live, that's our name on Instagram, then you would have already received this clue so you could call ahead so go check us out on instagram as well uh, but not if you're driving please 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 please, please. <laughs> yes pull over that's okay. it so mon what you have we got for us this morning okay get this taryn okay i don't know if you've noticed the way that i've noticed the way that i've noticed mm-hmm. if you've gone to coles or woolies yes and you've gone through the self-service checkout in particular yes you would have seen a sticker yeah, on the uh, on the metal board where you put your groceries once you've scanned them, and it says as of July one or June thirty, no more plastic bags, mm-hmm. no more single use plastic bags. Yes, New South Wales, it is coming. It is two weeks away. Yeah, doing away with single use plastic bags. Yeah, and of course, everyone's like, "Yoo!" Yeah, my housemate, you will find no one more excited than she is that we are getting rid of single-use plastic bags. <laughs> it's so funny. I um, just like she hates like using plastic because it wrecks the environment, and good on her. But like, I, like she gets so worked up that I tease her all the time. I'm like, hey, Michaela, <laughs> look, I'm using plastic. I'm putting it in the bin and not in the recycling. Oh, my goodness. She goes insane. It's so funny. But I, think, yeah. I guess one of the, th- the funny things about these single-use plastic bags is, I mean, I don't know about other people, but for me, they're never single-use. I use no. them suckers, like several times. That's right. Any, sing- any single-use plastic bags that enters my household will end up in the bag bag. It's the bag you put bags in. Yes. Which is underneath the kitchen sink. Yeah. And I... And I and I, so this is this is what I want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is such a human thing to do. You know, often we think we're solving a problem. We usually create another problem. Yeah. So in banning plastic bags, we need to make sure we're not creating new problems. Yes. Because I know, I already know, right, that when I have a supply of these plastic bags and sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, I have way too many. Yeah. But I always end up getting my, getting my way through them. Yeah. Usually use them for bin liners or that kind of thing. Yeah. If my single-use plastic bags run out, I'm literally going to go to the store 
and buy a roll of plastic bags. Yeah. So for me, the only thing that's particularly changed is that I've now paid for them. Yeah. Which will still have the same effect on the environment, right? So there's this article that's just come out from Deakin University mm-hmm. um, down in Melbourne, I think it is. And uh, and it's about this recent decision um, from Coles and, and Woolies, like, which is Australia's two biggest supermarkets, yep. to phase them out uh, within a year, um, the whole of the country. And apparently, I didn't realize this debate has been rumbling around for decades and uh you know and so far so good you know um single use plastic bag the use of them is down um it avoids like you know resource use and negative uh impact uh, environmental impact associated with their manufacture mm-hmm. so that you don't if you don't longer need to create them that's uh that's certainly reducing the impact mm-hmm. um not you know but you know use on the other hand uh, and it'll reduce or even eliminate a major contamination of curbside recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the ACT banned these bags in 2011, like seven years oh, ago, wow. so ahead of the times, yeah. there was a reported uh, 36% decrease in the number of bags reaching landfill. Okay. Um, however, the ACT government also noticed an increase in the sale of plastic bags designed specifically for waste. Really? Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. So these are typically similar in size to single-use shopping bags, but you know, heavier. Yeah. And they actually then contain more plastic uh-huh. because Coles and Woolies, if you think about it, they're providing a free shopping bag for you to take mm. your stuff home in. Of course, they're going to use the thinnest, you know, yeah. th- lowest quality, lowest, you know. Um, input plastic bag that you possibly have where if someone is selling you plastic bags like you're buying a roll Mm. of plastic bags because you're coughing up cash for that you're going to expect something a bit more quality so of course the bags are heavier plastic and they contain more plastic um and this and this is mirrored, you know, in other countries like Ireland. Ireland has a tax on plastic shopping bags, which was yeah. implemented in two thousand and two. It also resulted in a significant increase in sales of heavier plastic uh-huh. waste bags. And the thing was that these bags are not only heavier and higher content plastic; they're often also dyed various colours. Yeah, and they're scented as well, like the pink ones and the yellow ones, and yes, the purple ones, scented. And sometimes mm-hmm. they even like have a powder in them so that they come yeah, apart easier because right. you know that annoys people. Yeah, so that, and they want to keep the consumer happy. So yeah. You know, businesses will do whatever it takes. Um, you know, and 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 those three factors—the dye, the co- um, you know, the coloring, the, the, the scenting, and the powder—these yeah. present another resource and environmental contaminant. Oh, of um, course. So, you know, so <laughs> are we? Are we really fixing it, or are we creating a new problem? Lose lose situation. Um, you know, keep Australia beautiful, which is you know the, the yeah. big campaign. Um, that in its, I think it was 2015 and 2016, the National Litter, Litter Index (NLI) mm-hmm. it reported a 6.2 reduction in the littering of plastic bags um, to the previous year, um, while noting that these actually only represent one percent of litter. Wow, are we focusing on one percent? Mm. I'm wondering whether or not our focus is in the wrong place. Yeah. So if what it's only one percent of litter? You know, I, I, you know what? It doesn't actually of- say, but can you imagine? I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I purchased a packet of sushi, uh-huh. right? Um, from Woolies. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was astounded, astounded at how much plastic was involved yeah. with one roll of sushi. So it comes, first of all, in a plastic box little plastic yeah, container yeah. which has a rubber band on it yeah so i'm not sure how rubber is in terms of environmentalness but that was not yeah. necessary so you have the rubber band you have the plastic box then inside you have um the little packet for the wasabi uh-huh. the little plastic fish for the soy and then you have this absolutely useless little green plastic 
fake grass thing <laughs> that they stick like and I, I realized you know what it doesn't ever actually occur to me but i find this in almost every single yeah. box of sushi that you buy from any sushi retailer yeah. doesn't matter if it's woolies or, or sushi train or whatever yeah. it is they all have these little weird fake grass plastic cutout thing yeah absolutely pointless yeah and I'm like, there's so much plastic involved yeah. just in delivering me yeah. this one roll of sushi. You could have just handed it to me naked on a napkin and I would have been happy. Yeah, exactly. Because as soon as I walk out of the shop, I'm going to chuck everything except the sushi roll in the bin. Exactly. Yeah. What gets me as well is that when, uh, have you seen, like sometimes there are these articles that come up on Facebook and it's just like, it's titled like things that will annoy you if you love the environment. Mm-hmm. And like I go down and there's like pictures of like oranges like oranges wrapped in plastic no to point. sell yeah bananas wrapped in plastic go to go to, to any sell. supermarket in australia right Why? now and you'll find like 10 different kinds of tomatoes from little ones to big ones yep. so many of them wrapped, wrapped in, in plastic, plastic. completely yep. unnecessary exactly. we do not need our pears to come in a plastic tub and then wrapped in another plastic no, wrapping on top of that we really so don't if plastic bags is the one percent we're really not making that much progress mm. in two weeks' time when we ban single-use plastic bags. We yeah. need to ban stuff because if our, our pears didn't come wrapped up in two layers of plastic, we're actually not going to go to the shop and buy a plastic bag to wrap our pears in. Exactly. As soon as we get them home, we're fine. Yeah. But on the other hand, with our shopping and with our garbage, we will go to the store and buy garbage yeah. bags made of heavier-duty plastic. That's it. So, so yeah. I mean, I guess they're doing something to start looking after the environment, but may, is it too little, too late? Yeah, I, I feel like this is we, this is just the ball getting started yeah. rolling. We really need hopefully to pick up they take line. it to the next level. And it's 2018. I feel like we, I feel like every day we go to Woolies and something new is wrapped in plastic. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we need. Uh, do you know what? Let's all go to Woolies and picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an opinion about this, uh, give us a call. Have you ever had something that you purchased from a store and it was just covered in the most useless amount of plastic? Tell us all about it. Useless plastic. We want to hear about it. We want to start this conversation and we want to get. Pl- plastic out of our planet give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number we'll be back with our guest special guest live he cries in the corner where nobody sees he's the kid with the story no one would believe he prays every night Please, could you send someone here who will love me?
Welcome back to Faith FM. You are on with Monica and Taryn. And we have another clue for that quiz. Oh, hit me with that quiz. So <laughs> I'm excited. We've already had someone try and um, yeah, we they got it wrong. So someone called and said Lucifer or the devil, which is not exactly correct because it's a what am I quiz, not That's who right. am I quiz. But keep trying. Keep so trying. the next clue is Agabus the prophet took this from Paul and tied it, his own hands and feet with it. Oh. What is this? Oh, give us a call. Wait, 100 Faith FM. If you know the answer. Yeah. And actually, do you know what? We are two clues ahead. We are on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to check out a couple of clues ahead, you can absolutely do that. Go on our Instagram page. Our handle is faithfmlive, all lowercase, all one word. And um, Shell, do we have someone... Do we? Have, oh, hello! Is someone there? Someone has called us up and wants to have a chat with us about something. Are they ready to go on? Hello, who's there? Hello, hi, I'm Rachel. Oh, hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What have you called us about today? Are you telling us about New Year's resolution, or do you have a quibble you want to quibble with us about? Oh, I'm just listening to your plastic bag thing. I thought that was good. Oh, the plastic bags. Yes. Are you a big plastic bag user? Um, I, I am. I'm a big plastic bag user. And I think it's difficult to um, stop using them. It is really difficult. Hang on a second. Taryn is smirking at me. Would you happen to be Taryn's housemate who gives her beef about her plastic bags? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Never. Oh, I'm I'm so pleased you've called. Tell us about Taryn's plastic bag use. <laughs> okay. So Tell everyone about Taryn's how bad I am. Plastic bag use is terrible. <gasps> um, she never recycles anything. <gasps> That's not true. <laughs> that is not out true. On live radio. Unless I tell her to recycle. She doesn't recycle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, you clearly have a passion for envi- environmentalism. Can you tell us maybe, do you, know, do you have any, like, factoids about, you know, what drives your passion? Oh, yeah. So, like, 5,712 pounds of plastic bags. I don't know what that is in kilos, but that ends up in, like, ocean waterways, like, every day. Every so day? I just think, yeah, around the world. Like, it's insane. And I just, I just can't get get on board with that. Like it's just too much plastic in the ocean feeding our whales. Is it just ba- plastic bags that you have a problem with, Rachel, or is it other things as well? Oh, it's like everything. It's it's um it's all the plastic. It's the plastic that our produce comes in. The plastic mm. that um they put yogurt in. You know those mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. little squeezy pouches. Uh-huh. Those things are killer. The, the pods they put coffee in, it's just all very intense. And I think until we, like like um, the lady was saying earlier, um, until we like address the other issue of the plastic in our shops, people are just going to go buy plastic bags. So just, um, I looked up that, to, that figure, that's uh, 2,585 kilos of plastic in the ocean every year. And it is true, if anyone walks around a supermarket and you, you will be staggered if you just open your eyes and look and think to yourself, oh my goodness, there's so much plastic, our bread comes in plastic. Even things that initially come in cardboard boxes that you can't see, like cereal, once you open the cardboard box, what's in there? A plastic bag. Can I ask you something, Rachel? Bag. 
Do you think yeah. we're actually going to have any change um, if we, you know, with this with this whole ruling out single-use plastic bags, do you think it's actually going to affect a good change or do you think people are just going to be driven to go to the shop and buy a bunch of plastic bags, like a roll of plastic bags from the garbage bag section? Well, look, like it, it is going to um, definitely, like people are going to buy plastic, a roll of plastic bags to put their rubbish in because that's what they need. But I think it's going to spark a thinking change. So people are going to become more aware of plastic and why it's bad for the environment and why we need to cut down on that. So while people might go pay for their plastic bags, it's also changing a mindset. And a mindset takes, you know, years to change. So this is the first step in a good direction, I think. But, you know, if you think about it, plastic bags haven't been around that long. So it was a very quick change of mind for us to decide to use them. And if you think about it, like we don't really need to line our bins with plastic. That's just us being precious and not wanting to get dirt in our fingers when we take the bin out. Mm. We could just as easily pick up the entire kitchen bin, take it outside and put it in the big green bin. We don't need to pull a bag out with all the stuff and tie the top and take it out that way. It's just us being precious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But this life, we've very quickly become convenience-based. Mm. So while it was a quick change to plastic bags, they are very convenient. So obviously, everyone would love to change to them. But changing away from plastic bags is not going to be as easy or quick because it's not as convenient to, exactly like you said, put your stuff directly in the bin and take it out to the big green bin. And then mm. give it a little squirt with the hose to wash it. So what do you yeah, use? Exactly. When you go to the shop, what do you use? Oh, I take my um, my reusable plastic, or not reusable plastic, my reusable bags very mm-hmm. proudly into the shop and, and Taryn gets excited when I make us put everything in reusable bags. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have to accompany her to the shop every time to make sure she's not using those plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling in, Rachel, and keeping Taryn accountable. <laughs> <laughs> We've enjoyed having you on Thank the show. You. you have a good plastic-free day. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> All righty. Well, welcome uh, to our guest who is sitting across from me having a good giggle. Um, Lawson, how's Yo. it going? It's it's doing pretty well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit early. <laughs> I've got that, that rasp going. I don't know. I don't good. know if it's that early for you because you were dancing in the green room back there. I don't know. Like people who don't like mornings don't usually like boogie around. Yeah, you know, I was just warming up. <laughs> you know, just, just getting ready, just getting pumped and psyched. Lawson, I'm so stoked that you're here because you have a really cool story. And because we've lost a little bit of time today, I think we might just keep you around for the rest of the show. Can we keep you for the rest of the show? Dude, I'd love Can we I'd keep you forever? I'd, yeah, sure. Like a plastic I'll, bag that I'll never stay. disintegrates? Can we just keep you forever? <laughs> <laughs> Do you use plastic, plastic bags, um, Lawson? Yeah, personally, like... I'm I'm a bit big on the plastic bags. I think I'm on I'm on the overuse side. Okay. Um, okay. Like I don't think I'm super radical. But you gotta admit it's pretty convenient when like you go shopping mm-hmm. right and say like you just like put all your food in all these plastic bags that you then have to use as bins from all the waste of the food that you're gonna later eat. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it it is definitely convenient. I think what uh was it Rachel was yeah. saying before you know, about convenience, like, I think that's the biggest pull for anyone. Yeah. Because I think logically we know that it's bad. So. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you're pushing your trolley through coals and you want to buy some apples and so you start picking out the nice apples and you're putting them in a little clear plastic bag and then when you get to the yeah. checkout, can you put them in the grey plastic bag? Do you know what? You could have put those apples straight into the shopping trolley without using the little clear plastic bag because when you get to the counter, you're going to put them in another bag anyway. Exactly. My There's friend, no point. Rachel, she has, like, other, like, bags, like, 
you know, like those yeah. clear plastic bags, but like different ones like that are mesh for her mm-hmm. produce. That anyway, anyway, we're, we're getting so plastic. We are. <laughs> and then of course there's a debate of plastic versus paper. But let's say that for next week. <laughs> Lawson, thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your life story. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited about it because I've heard snippets about it before. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard the full mm-hmm. thing. So we're going to have to do it, I think, maybe in two sections. But tell us a little bit, first of all, um, you know, did you grow up in a Christian home? You know, where where did you come from? Lawson? Where did I come from? Um, yeah, so I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, I guess there was a little bit of that influence because my mum's parents were, my grandparents were, were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were regular church attenders. But other than that, you know, my parents weren't, practicing in any way i think especially from my dad's side you know my dad's side really had nothing to do with the re- religion I- mm-hmm. if anything is pr- pretty anti yeah um so yeah just i was i was growing up yeah pretty disinclined you could say to religion um i did go to a, a catholic primary school and then eventually to like a pretty sort of mellow christian high school but yeah um i think Chris- christianity in the home um, or faith, for that matter, wasn't really a thing to me. And it never occurred to you at any age, you know what, you know, maybe my parents are wrong. So, actually, you started down a pretty interesting career path, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did, actually. Um, at a young age, like, I was about six years old. And, um, yeah, I thought that, you know, motorbike racing was really cool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just seeing it on TV and stuff. So, um, and I had some friends at school that did it. So, I was like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um I started racing motorbikes when I was when I was young, and um, yeah, that eventually led me to some some decent success. Tell us a bit more about that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, like I said, I started racing when I was six, and I think you know, like anything you start at, um, you just suck. <laughs> like I just <laughs> yeah. sucked at first. I think uh-huh. like anything you first start at. Um, but yeah, I think I think when I when I was about ten years old, um, everything just sort of clicked for me mentally. And um, I just started winning a lot. Um, and I got to the point where at, at 15, I was a six-time Australian champion. Wow. Um, and, yeah, 15 years old, I decided to, to head overseas and uh, race in Europe in the Junior World Championship for, for Moto3, um, which is a category of motorcycle racing. And, yeah, I did so that you, for a So you were years. actually very successful at this from a young age and you were making a career path in this. Yeah, it's it's genuinely what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, it was like, I, I, honestly, it was everything to me. Um, yeah. It wasn't a smart decision, but, you know, I, I dropped out of school like halfway through year 10 mm-hmm. just to, to pursue this dream that I had of, of being a world champion. And um, your, your parents were okay with that? Um, yeah, for the, for the most part. I guess like... You know, not necessarily happy that I dropped out of school, but mm. you know the dream that I had, and and they could see that, like I was I was talented at what I did, and and yeah, they were really supportive of that. So, uh, what exactly is was that you were doing? Like, is this the kind of thing you see on TV with the with the guys with the dirt bikes and they're going over massive jumps and stuff like well, that? Well, it's not dirt bikes. I oh, was racing bad. on tarmac actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the the road racing stuff. If if anyone out there you know knows. Um, names like Casey Stoner or, or Mick Doohan. Um, there's mm. some Australian world champions in, in MotoGP. That was sort of my path. That okay. was what I was doing. Yeah. So, you, so when you go around the uh, around the track. Yeah, around the around the tarmac. You know, yeah, around, 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 and um, <laughs> hitting hitting high speeds and, and wow. whatnot. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, if you were if you were able to drop out of school, I'm guessing you were probably being successful in a monetary sense as well because if you go make a career out of it, so sponsorship and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I was sort of on that on that path, you know. Um, I think for every bike racer, there's that um, time where it's like you go from not making money to making money. Mm-hmm, I think like mm-hmm. like any professional sport, yep. there's that time where mm-hmm. your parents are paying for everything mm-hmm. and and um yeah you and know for me investment yeah, starts to pay and off. then and then yeah it sort of goes through and i was sort of in that stage you could say when i was mm-hmm. living overseas racing in the in the world championship it's sort of that stepping stone to then being able to make a career out of it which country um, was it that you moved to i, I moved to spain um spain. that's where i was based in in spain in the mercia region in, uh-huh. a, in a town called cartagena um which is amazing place um on the south eastern side on the mediterranean side of spain uh-huh. um it was beautiful it was do you like, speak spanish uh yo sé poco español sí i speak a little bit of spanish uh, yeah, um yeah. i'm not great i'm uh-huh. not great i'm not fluent or anything i don't want to trick anyone into into thinking <laughs> that i'm like speak spanish but you know i can do the highs and buys and you know numbers and food and stuff like that how long were you in spain for for two years um, when oh, I was wow. like, yeah, the 15, 16, 17-year-old period. Is um, this with or without your parents? Um, so the first year I was there, I was with my mum for a bit. And then um, and then my sister came over. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I spent a lot of time over there with my, my oldest sister. She was, I think, 21, 22 at the time. Um, there was a bit of time I spent over there, like, by myself mm-hmm. during the summer, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, where... You know, I was just living in my apartment and doing my thing. And, you know, it was really cool. Like the town in which I lived in, the the team that I was riding for, you know, we lived in the same apartment building and stuff. So it was, it was pretty homely, but away and from home. And your big sister was keeping an eye on you. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, you know, 15, 16 at the time. Yeah. So I couldn't book hotels or drive or anything. So yeah. she needed to. So <laughs> hang on out. a second. You're like a, <laughs> you're like a motorcycle champion, but you couldn't drive. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Hey, like just not being able to drive until I'm 17. Is, I actually have a funny story. Like I'm not promoting this, but yeah, I had very little driving experience when I got my license, but I was able to just wing it because. Um, I, I had, I guess, the ability of, of racing motorcycles. But, uh-huh, uh-huh. but yeah, <laughs> able to, to get my license with not much experience. So um, you're on this career path. You're already winning championships. You're in the point where it's about to be like sponsorship and a, and a full-blown yeah. career. You've made choices to go down this path. Mm. And then I'm guessing suddenly things got derailed to some yeah. extent. And, uh, and we're going to come back. I hate to leave everybody hanging about this dun, derailment. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> but we are out of time and we are going to have to come back after the 8 o'clock news with the rest of Lawson's incredible story of how he met God and what God did with him. Stay tuned. This is Randy Travis through the fire. We'll be back you. after the 8 o'clock news. Times I've questioned certain circumstances or things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets so out of hand. It's then I am reminded I've never been for 
forsaken I've never had to stand the test alone As I look at all the victories The Spirit rises up in me It's through the fire my weakness is made strong He never promised That the cross would not get heavy Or the hill would not be hard to Victory without fighting But he said help would always come in time Just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision And the adversary says give in Just hold on Our Lord will show up And he will take you through the fire again I know within myself that I would surely perish If I trust the hand of God, he'll shield the flames again He never promised that the cross would not get heavy Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
Father gives.